will you edit out any oh, any swearing that I do? Because I used to swear no, a lot. You, and then, no, we you can swear no, all the fun. You haven't heard oh, this. Okay, if you're going to do yeah. it, then I'm going to do it. But I was on a <laughs> podcast. Okay, fine. Because I was on Irish podcast recently and I kept swearing and I heard myself back and I was like, oh, no, it doesn't sound great. So that's a great introduction. <laughs> um, with you today is Lulu, who is known for her swearing <laughs> on Irish radio and podcasts. And uh, today she's here on the for, for a second there, I forgot which podcast we're on. <laughs> the Jay's podcast. Everyone's moving to Jay's Berlin, Life podcast. Where we talk uh, about things that you should know if you're moving to Berlin or if you've just moved here. And Lulu. Or if you're curious about moving to Berlin. Right. You can be curious. And Lulu uh, sent us an email and she said, I have a topic suggestion. It's dating in Berlin. <laughs> dating. Yes. dating. Dating. It's all about dating. the dating. dating. Yeah. Is it all about the dating? Yeah. It has been my life. in Berlin? So what everybody says is that p dating in Berlin is just all about nobody wants to commit. Mm. Yeah. Is that, can we end Put the episode? Is that, is, is that basically it? Because <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about like what my answer to like dating in Berlin as a gay man would be. And I would say there's three possible options for dating in Berlin that I've seen. Either they don't want to be in a relationship. Either I don't want to be in a relationship or they're in an open relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Those are, there's nothing in between. There's a lot of situationships. That's the new thing now. A lot of it's the one of, oh, let's do this for three months until someone catches feelings and then someone is too afraid to go any further. So they run away, which okay. has happened to me. Literally, I, I feel so old. It's the first time I've heard this term, situationship. It's is that around. something you actually say to other people? No, it's it's a new thing as well. I've only started saying it in the last six months and people are saying, oh, that's a funny word. And I'm like, no, I've also heard it. I didn't make Let's it up. Let's be in a situationship. No, it just, no, it, it, it has become a situationship that, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I don't know, my experience is I, you know, dating someone, it was exclusive. And then when I said, well, seeing as we're exclusive and I like you, you like me, shall we be boyfriend and girlfriend? And basically he was like, no, I'm too afraid to commit because I don't want to feel any pain. So I was like, oh, then this is a fucking situationship. Oh, that's war. And but isn't, one. but isn't, wait, so, but, okay. Okay, so basically if you're just, if you're just. In a situation with no real title to it. And it's not if really you're just going seeing anywhere. each other. Yeah. 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 We used the, to say. Yeah, we used right. to say. We're <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> but like seeing each other always kind of goes like implies that you're seeing each other too. You know. What about hooking up? Is it not just hooking it, up? It, it could be hooking up too. But there's maybe it's there's but, more to it. Like yeah, you are actually like, in love, but you don't want to be in a relationship. Uh, I wouldn't mm. even use love word. That's a little bit. Oh. <laughs> um, but like, <laughs> like, like for me, the way that I see situationship is like there's, con it's like, it's like towing the line between like the friends with benefits benefits type of thing like that little area having feelings yeah. for the friend with benefits yes and like you I'm guys both it. have a little bit of feelings but either both of you guys or not one of you guys really wants to commit at this point so uh -huh. you guys like what you guys do but you also want to be able to do this with everybody else too but also not be able to be like tied down to one thing and you see how we are complicated on explaining it this is why it's called situation because <laughs> exactly. no one knows how to explain exactly what it is <laughs> is, is that a status thing. on Facebook yet or it's like <laughs> it's complicated it should be <laughs> yeah yeah it's complicated exactly okay how, so when did you come to Berlin uh, eight years ago now. Eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Plenty yeah. of dating in that time? So many, so many dates. Honestly, someone asked me recently as well, and I had to work it out. Easily over, over 100, if not more dates. 
Like I, it used to be a hobby of mine. I did enjoy it. <laughs> did like, none of these people want to commit, or how, how often in the, these situationships have you been the one saying? Well, the situation. Uh, mm, I was in a relationship when I first moved here, a very toxic one, and then I would just—I don't know if they wanted to commit or not. Back then, I was also figuring out what it is to date casually because I've come from a society where you date someone, for, you know, three times, and then you're in a committed relationship, right? This is like the sweet way before 2012 when when dating apps first came out. And um, so back in the days when I was younger, when I first moved here, I was figuring out how just to date, how to just have sex with someone and then not see them again or something. I was like, sweet little Catholic Irish girl coming here to this sex stuff <laughs> city. It was like, oh, this is a one night stand, is it? He's not going to call me back. Um, but yeah, easy over 150 dates, so many experiences, good and bad. I've made great friends from dating as well, but I did do it as a pastime. I did want to actually get to know people as well. It was a great way to get to know the city, to share stories. And seeing people's apartments, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I, oh, I, I'm I not dating anymore, but when I was dating, that was like one I of my favorite parts of like getting to see people's places. But no offense, most men's apartments in Berlin look the same. It's always the white IKEA furniture. There's just a mattress on the ground sometimes, that's it. Or, you know, the not the crates, but the, you know, in Neukölln, you've got the typical yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. the wood crates, exactly. Mm -hmm. Gets so, repetitive. Know, yeah, very repetitive. Yeah, I've seen a lot of apartments <laughs> <laughs> over these last eight years, you know. <laughs> wow. So how does dating in Berlin work then? How how did it used to work and how does it work now? Maybe oh, let's let's spare the apps for later. Mm -hmm. Like what are the non-apps ways? I only know app life. I'm an app really? girl. Really? Sadly so. Yeah. I mean, okay, last summer I met a guy in the club. That was it. How and did that work? Like I smiled at him and he smiled at me and boom, I was in love. Wow. So <laughs> romantic. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That was my situation, Shif. Yeah. I fell deeply in love with the dance floor. Uh, first time ever. I don't usually fall in love. And yeah, boom. You broke my heart three months later. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Dating, like, starts for me, primarily the clubs. I don't use dating apps that much. If anything, we have Grindr, mm -hmm. the hookup app. Um, but primarily, it's always been, because I prefer the face-to-face -face type of, But like, you're American thing. as well, sorry to interrupt, but you guys are great to just approach people. Yeah. Person, like, oh, love 100%. That. Amazing. 100 yes. And I, I love it. I love it. I, I'll either look at someone, they look at me, and it's just... Is that also in the gay community to yeah. be so forward as well? 100%, yeah, okay, one hundred percent. That's why, like, our no experience might be a little bit different. Yeah, <laughs> I think we definitely have different experiences, but maybe I can learn from you. You know? <laughs> oh, I can. <laughs> yes, because I mean, like, especially when it comes to, like the gays, were a lot more forward, a lot more like, I mean, it's men going towards men. You know? <laughs> so it's a, a lot more hormones going on mm -hmm. and just becomes like... The intentions that. are clear. The, the, the intentions are clear. Most of the time. Yeah. Um, and most times I would say that the expectations could be more hit one time, leave or whatnot. But then sometimes there's a friendship that comes mm -hmm. to it yeah. as well too. But never more than that, I would say, at least in that sense. Maybe in the dating apps, yes. Actually, I think it is more like... At least in the gay world, um, if you want that type of connection, your best bet would be, like, not the club, would be, like, a Tinder or, like, a Hinge or whatnot. Before we go yeah. into the apps, I just want to say uh, apps, apps, not abs. Germans have a thing where they sometimes pronounce peace as a B. And, oh, uh, abs. A-P-P-S, abs. A -P -P -S, abs. Yeah. abs. I'm abs. only in for the abs. I'm here for the abs. I think, like, especially for newcomers, like meetups are a huge dating ground, I think. No? Yeah, I've been so? 
cold messaged on on meetup apps sometimes. I'm no, like, no, no, come no, on, I'm not talking about apps. I'm talking about like you oh, are oh, you like, go to a meetup, like there's all these like Yes, like from the app town. the meetup app that you go to meet people in real See, life. When <laughs> I went to these kinds of meetups when I was new in Berlin, I would go to meetups to meet friends. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't an app. Like that was just like meetup.com. It's become an app, you see. Okay, it's an app. Everything is an app. So is I, an app. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. But so that's part of app dating. When I think of apps, I'm thinking of Tinder, like swiping and left and right, bumble. Yeah, no. It's all the same. Yeah. Someone called and messaged you on... Yeah. And I was like, why? And he was like, what's the difference in me messaging you here or on Tinder? And I'm like, because I'm not here to be creeped on. And I'm sorry. It was just, it just wasn't cool. It wasn't romantic. It was just weird because it had come to that point that I'd been in Berlin for so long, had been dealing with or had been online for so long as well. I had been approached by dudes being creeps that if you're going to approach me as well on a meetup app, I'm going to think it's creepy. Well, I, I see nothing romantic in it. Like yeah. But I wish I found on a date on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see you're looking for a job. How about a date instead? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been approached on LinkedIn, but yeah, at this point I'd say I'm open to anything. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll have a badge like open for <laughs> a little hard. Anything. Literally <laughs> Okay, um, so then, okay, the apps. So there's the gay community apps, Grinder, Hinge, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other ones are open, I think, to anyone as well. But those are like specific, like... Grinder is a specific gay one. Hinge is open to everybody. Oh, okay. okay. Grinder, yeah, that's like okay. the only... The ones that I know about are Tinder, obviously. Mm -hmm. Bumble, which is like the Tinder, but less Where women creepy. must message first with the match. Ah, that's yeah. right. Yes. Which is a good idea, bad idea? Hey, yeah, it's fine. I'm, it's yeah, fine. I suppose it's, it's, fine. it's fine. I mean, they're all terrible, honestly. At this, yeah, point, at this point, we're all sick of it because there's this new phenomenon that's happening now and it's yes. called the pear ring. Have you heard about this? The pear ring. No. Pear ring. Two words. P-E-A-R, like the fruit, yeah. ring, right? You sign up this one-time um, membership and they send you a ring. It's a green ring. I don't have it. I'm waiting for mine to be delivered. And... Um, it is an in, you will wear this ring and it is an indication for other people who know about this experiment to approach you or to show that you are available because you're sick of the apps essentially this um experiment uh, i forget now how they called it the 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 biggest social experiment they want people to get off the apps and to approach people in person and i lost my shit the second i saw it it was like midnight i was going to bed and i was just one more swipe on instagram or on like on the stories and and I saw it, and within seconds, I'd signed up for it. <laughs> In theory, that actually sounds like not a bad idea. So it's, it's essentially the opposite of a wedding ring. Like a wedding ring is like, it's don't approach ring. me. Yeah. Yeah, and true. the green one. The problem that I have is I'm red green colorblind. How bright is I'm red this? Men are colorblind. That's how very bright common. is yeah. this green ring? And um, how big is it? Because I feel like I don't even see what people have on it's their It's quite fingers. thick, actually. It's like, um, it looks like a plastic one. It's quite thick. Um, how green is it? Well, it's kind of like a you see the, your turquoise green on on this monitor here, or the mm -hmm. the one by the red. It's actually like that that one next to quite in quite your controller. Bright. Yeah, but I don't think it glows. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that it would glow be in cool. the dark. It, it like glows if you are available tonight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There <laughs> like should a be taxi. a button on it. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that's a great idea. I'm all for that because I do believe people are fed up of 
of the dates, but you don't want to get onto the app. So then the idea is that you see someone in the street that has this ring, and you also have the ring, and then you kind of flash it like a yeah. sign, and you're like, Shall hello. Let's be pair buddies. Um, yeah, it basically uh, indicates that people are available, they are single, and that they want to be approached in person. Not like all the time. It's not suddenly like, oh, I'm wearing the ring. Everyone approach me now. I'm sure that's not what they mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's not my company, but I am definitely plugging it because I think it's amazing. Um, yeah, but it's just for people to know that you are single, basically. And I could also imagine that that could help with the amount of like unnecessary catcalling and like uh, being approached by the wrong people and stuff like that. That also Definitely. happens too. You know, you one, you have this type of ring and someone else has a ring. You all, all know each other's intentions mm-hmm. as well too. So like, because one thing with the apps too, like not even just Grindr, but all the apps is everyone says they're looking for a relationship. But Mm. I think that's the way to get us into bed at this stage. Exactly. I don't you believe know. any man when he's sweet talking. You know, it's exactly. It's exactly. So, sad. so it, it, and it's so easy just to do that. So this yeah. way kind of thing can uh, like filter out a lot of the bullshit. Hopefully. 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 You know? It's a social experiment. Yeah, it's an experiment. So let's see. But I mean, maybe people didn't believe 10 years ago that the apps would be a thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, maybe this is the start of something new mm-hmm. because it's time for change. The amount yes. of people that, you know, get matches but get ghosted mm-hmm. and just, we're just disposing of each other. It's a disposal. Disposable dating culture. Yeah, it's consumerism, yeah. right? It's like it's been designed yeah. like online shopping. Just yeah. So I have a question someone. for you. When you came to Berlin, was it an intention of yours to date here, or was that something that just kind of like happened, or like like? Babes, I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a relationship. Like I was, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I had come from Ireland. I had come from. Mm-hmm. The simple life of having yeah. relationships and it being a sweet and simple mm-hmm. life. But I did find myself in a toxic relationship six months after moving here. And I discuss that in my book. So I did find a relationship, but it was mm-hmm. a very unhealthy one. And I yeah. do say, I mean, it's easy to find an unhealthy relationship in this city. It's not so easy to find a healthy one. Yeah, well, because to be like, I would never see Berlin as like a city of love. Mm-hmm. You know, like Berlin... I came to have a good time, mm-hmm. not a long time, mm-hmm. you know? And I think definitely that is the culture that is like manifested here. You know, there's a very techno big mm-hmm. culture. Party culture is really big. It's a rough city, you know, crappy weather all the time. And the best people I've always seen are tourists. <laughs> you know, like when you have like a match with somebody, they don't live here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that happens a lot. You're yeah. right. So it, it's like Berlin for me, like I've experienced, like just from my experience has not necessarily manifested as like a like a place to find like love so whenever I decide to come here I kind of try to intentionally throw it out the window I have like a like my mindset has been I'm not looking for it I don't mind it if it knocks on my door but also I'm not looking for it nor can I expect it Mm -hmm. but of course obviously that still there's some like gray lines so Berlin is Europe's singles capital Mm -hmm. so for but sure. It's- is it really like, are there any number? Because sometimes I feel like, is it just all the singles telling themselves that? Because there no. are many people who are in long term relationships. There are also. But they just don't talk about this, right? They're not like, oh, Berlin, like no one's committed because they're committed. Mm. And so it's just everybody who's not committed. Yeah, I mean, who's, who's in the problem. circle of dating is talking about it because it's a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Those who are happy in their committed relationships, hashtag jealous, um, <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to talk about it because it doesn't affect their lives. But like the majority of my friends are single. Lots of them have um, committed 
healthy relationships as well. But so many people in other cities where my friends live, they're all single as well. Like our generation is very much single these it's days. It's a very single generation. I yeah. Mean, we're very independent type of yeah, and is it, a good time. Which is of. great too. It has its adva- it has its advantages. Like women don't necessarily need babies, want babies anymore. We can have our careers. I don't need a man. Mm. I want one. That's all. You know, I mean, like, mm. I'm also very happy being single. I live a very simple, easy, single life. No dramas, no boy drama, nothing. Just me and my cat. And, um... But you would like, you would still want somebody to... Sure, 100%. You know, like, like check in on you just yeah. in the middle of the day. I want to find my person. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I hate that saying so much. I want to find my soulmate. <laughs> person. Um, is, it, is it, like, I, I do agree. I think that basically our generation is what what's amazing is that we have all these options now that our parents and especially grandparents didn't have and we really want to keep those options open and then if you're in a place like Berlin where there's option overload right there's so many clubs there's i don't know even just like which app do you want to order your groceries on there's like so many options the paradox of choice right there's yeah. just there's so much so you don't much. know what to do about and it and then with people not only are there so many people it's also a constant influx of new people i think mm-hmm. if you're in a small town in germany you can use tinder for a month and then you're done if that right you like you've you've swiped like there's you talk you've, to everybody it's like Maybe empty at the end like you've swiped <laughs> to the end and then that's it And in Berlin, it's just like so many people coming every right, month yeah. that you can mm-hmm. never stop and you can keep looking for the perfect option until you die. And But I'm guilty of that too, you know, like, and because this is my thing. All right. I never really believe a person because I, I know myself, never believe a person who says, I'm just not looking because I don't believe that's actually true. I think if we all found our right person, we would all want to settle or like want to put into emotions. But a lot of times for me, I might say, oh, I'm not looking or whatnot, simply because I do know that what if there's something better coming out there? What if there's something? And then you do, you see somebody else that like, 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 like gets you like heightened up and stuff like that. Then you see somebody else, you see somebody else. And it does become this whole thing of, of like this, this like, like this kind of like a drug in a yep. way of just like this excitement. And sometimes that feels better than the like settling for one person and then like like accepting that that be like it's a very different thing yeah fundamentally it's like i don't know it's like parachuting versus meditating or something it's like both are great Mm -hmm. but one's a thrilling adventure and the other one is like something that you fundamentally do yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um i was gonna say something there now about it i've lost my train of thought let me see your book Okay. So you wrote a book yes. called uh, Dating in Berlin, Tales of Modern Love and Relationships. It has over 200 pages. Yes. So these are all your... These are all my stories. Or your best stories. All of my wild stories, yeah. From exactly. eight years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is a whole book about them. And as you can see, it's like satirical fairy tale because... Love ain't no fairy tale in Berlin. No. And as you see mm. the cover, and so I have my characters, like real mm-hmm. men that I've dated. I've given them all, obviously, fake names. Did but you get good insurance against... Oh, don't worry. Everything has been changed. You can't recognize <laughs> anyone. But like the, the the caricatures of them, you know, I've, I've given them all print... I've given them, given them uh, titles, like Prince Charm Your Pants Off, The Vegan Butcher, uh, The Prince I of Snakes. Tell us one of these anecdotes. Tell us one of the good ones. Well, I suppose I'll have to tell you about the murder story. Well, I'll give you an overview because the rest is in my book, which your listeners can buy on Amazon and my website. Yeah, basically, um, 
I went on a date in 2018 with an American man. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) You're cute. I like you. But not him. Uh, So basically met him. He had a very bad boy image about him. We went, sat in a pub, got to know each other. Something inside me felt like I had to ask him, had he ever been to jail? And he said, yes. And I was like, I'm not surprised. He just looked really grimy. Now on his profile, I'll show you the photos after. He, everyone says he's very attractive, but when you meet him, you just get the whole aura, 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 aura from him. And um, anyway, I asked him, had he been to prison? He said, yes. He'd spent 17 years of his life in total in prison. 17 years. 17. And he was currently out on good behavior for a manslaughter charge here in Berlin. Oh my God. When I asked him what he did, he looked at me proudly and he said, I chopped a man's head off. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to not believe you. Just these vibes are just throwing like bad boys at me, you know. And um, so the day kind of continued for a bit and I went home and I Googled him, keyword search, and found his face on two newspaper articles. Here in Berlin. Oh my God. Swear my life. Yeah. And he just out here on good behavior. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's dating. been a great little prisoner inside there in that uh, men's prison. And yeah, he's out dating on weekends and stuff like that, <laughs> honestly. And so me of all people got tied up with him. But it was really funny because during the date, I'd actually said to him at one point after he told me what he did, I said, I started laughing, but in a very kind of uncomfortable way, kind of, <laughs> he was like, what's so funny? And I said, well, I'm, I'm laughing because my friends always say that I need to stop going. Uh, I need to stop dating guys that look like they could kill me. And here I am sitting next to you. <laughs> I honestly said that to him. The look he gave me was very unnerving. It was just like, it was just really, he didn't like what I had to say. So I, I think I pretty much wrapped it up after that. But we both walked down to the same train station together at Cotbus Ator and it was just oh of course Cotty yeah right <laughs> there's a police station there now so yeah, there don't is. worry we'll be safe but yeah the, the rest of the story is in the book and uh, it's it's insane like the crazy the crazy thing about Berlin is you can have I think the most bizarre stories mm-hmm. like just because the p- people that Berlin attract exactly you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you don't well, know who anyone is yeah <laughs> That is so interesting. What would you say, based off of all your stories or your experiences, is one of like the biggest things you've learned from like your dating life? Well, certainly from that story, I would say judge a book by its cover, 100%. Because you kind of need to sometimes, okay, yeah, online, we're anyway judging people by how they look. But, you know, listen to your gut and like... There was a reason why I asked that guy had he ever been to prison. I'd never asked anyone that before. Why would that ever come into my head? So, you know, that's the lesson I have learned is I'm listening to my gut more, my intuition. If someone looks dodgy, they probably are, you know? That's kind of what I have to go by with that. Um, But what else? I have like my little list of um, dating advice, actually. What what about, um, you mentioned open relationships. I think Berlin is kind of famous for alternative relationship models. Any experience? No experience with okay. that. No. I can talk about that. Yeah. Okay, tell us. How'd it go? Um, how does it go? How is it going? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you met the guy. <laughs> I met the guy. <laughs> you met the guy. Um, open dating in Berlin is something that, like, especially in the gay queer community, is, like, the only thing that exists if people are dating. Like, I... I I've only talked to one friend who was in a monogamous relationship. Like, out of all the gay people, and most of the people I know are gay. So out of all the gay people I've talked to, like, only one of the couples is actually in a monogamous relationship. It just seems that I think open relationship 
um, models are becoming more and more apparent. And honestly, I kind of see where it comes from. Obviously, um, what I've seen from a lot of these people who are dating openly in Berlin, Berlin is a very sex positive you know, place. So people don't want to give that part of themselves up, which understandably respect I respect. And then the other aspect of things that I've been explaining is that our relationship isn't ex- like isn't determined by the sex that we have with each other versus with other people. I think there's more to relationships than just that 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 exclusive like sex part of things. Um, so they open this whole idea of open dating has really opened up my mindset when it comes to dating and like what I believe. Like I've never dated, but. I always thought or assumed that I would be more in a monogamous relationship. But hearing all the experiences that people have told me and from what they've seen, and these people are in long-term relationships, like years and years and years. And because, you know, I would say that most relationships always end because of some infidelity, yeah. sometimes some sort, some sort of cheating. So if you get rid of that, you open up the possibility of a lot more trust. Um, and it's even allowed me to question my alternative, you know, like dating models. Like I personally probably believe that I'll probably be more on the polyamorous side, dating multiple people all at once. Um, because I think when you offer yourself these alternatives, you also offer yourself a space to learn to feel comfortable trying something different and being different and exploring something different. And that's something very interesting, you know, um, that I've learned to respect. I think I've always looked at open relationship like, Okay, but then like we actually hear about it from people here in Berlin. I'm like, oh, it, it, like, like they're actually they're making it work and they're happy, you know. I love the idea of it. It's all about communicating because I, I know a few people who are in open relationships and it's just about talking about it. And, yes. you know, it's just because it's open doesn't mean it's going to be open forever. You close exactly. it when you don't, you know, when you might feel a bit insecure about yourself and your relationships. Talking about an example of, of a friend, she has an open relationship and when when one of them or the two of them are feeling insecure about something, they close it for a while. And then, you know, when they're feeling confident about it again, they open it. It's not that they go off shagging people every mm. weekend. It's just that if you're out, you might fancy someone and then they're going to like yeah. text and be like, hey, can I shag someone? And it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I, I want to maybe get to that point in life because I think that's the future, honestly, especially with all of this choice around us. Mm-hmm. We I don't want to say that we have no choice but to be in open relationships, but we have to start thinking that way now. Yeah. You know, like gone are the days where you're going to be married for 45 years with one person. Yeah. I don't want that. Or if you do want that, maybe a model like this could actually make make that more realistic. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like, also, let's say, like, so I'm currently, like, with dating someone who is in an open relationship, and that comes with its pros and cons. Um, But one of the models, one reason why they're in an open relationship is because one of them is not here in Berlin. The other one is, you know, so this person under temptation, under their own freedom or whatnot, doesn't want to feel so repressed. Mm -hmm. Um, Dating somebody who is in an open relationship, now that's a bit tricky. Yeah. Because um, that's when I would say the situation ship gets kind of hard. <laughs> because, like, you know, things always start off with, okay, you're in a relationship. I respect that. Yeah. But if you're, like, dating somebody and you're seeing them consistently, feelings start to evolve. Sure. And then trying to navigate that um, can be quite tricky as well, especially um, in this type of city. So, I would, yeah, open relationship is good. But I think you definitely have to 
like tread it with caution and definitely give yourself some time to be self-reflective. Like I've never been so more self-reflective than my time here in Berlin because you're presented with so many different types of alternatives that you've never really experienced everywhere, anywhere else, you know, like a relationship, all these type of things I would say in like a city, a state like Texas would be not frowned upon, but very, 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 very minority. Mm -hmm. You know, people would be like, mm -hmm. okay. But in a city where it's somewhat encouraged, you're kind of really forced to change your, like challenge your own mindset and your own beliefs about it and stuff. Which is a good thing about Berlin. It really does make you self-reflect. It does yeah. challenge you. It, you grow up very quickly here as well. You know, oh, I'm yeah. so much more open-minded than I would have been if I was living in my little city of 120,000 people, you know. Mm -hmm. What else do you have in terms of advice? You have a whole list of... Yeah, I got a little list. Well, like my number one dating advice would be just to be kind to people. And that comes down to the ghosting. It comes down to just be honest with someone if you know what you want. Like if you know you just want to hook up, tell the person from the start instead of, you know, dragging it out. Like I know feelings can change when you're dating someone and things like that. But at the end of the day, communicate. And my experience is that I think men have a hard time being totally honest because they're afraid of hurting our feelings like women's feelings I'm talking You think about. that's the main reason? I do. Yeah, from my personal experiences I have had lads that I'd have dated for a while and then they just can't actually be perfectly honest because they also in my opinion don't want to feel uncomfortable. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. they're well, not going to have the main thing. They, okay, nobody wants yeah. to I don't know. I mean, no one likes to feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but if you have to do it out of, you know, respect for the other person, just has to be done. It's always going to hurt, like, you know, the second you pull off the bad day, but yeah. you got to just, like... Because mm -hmm. you end up doing worse by the whole ghosting and by... Yeah. And it's damaging to the other yes, person yes, as well. 100%. And, like, I have no more faith in dating. And I'll sometimes be totally <laughs> breaking up yeah. with someone or being very honest about your feelings is the kindest thing to do, even if mm -hmm. it feels very unkind in the moment. Yeah. I, I want to question your last point. You said you lost the faith in dating. Um, was there a particular experience that, like, that was like the, I'm done with it? And then what would it take for you to get that faith back? God, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to do that. Um, no, we'll it, find a spot in Berlin. <laughs> no, but I have Probably. a great therapist, actually. You do? She's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. She's even on the Krankenkasse, so it's fine. She's where? She's on the Krankenkasse. So it's oh, fine. Krank. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. That's my Irish accent of the Krankenkasse. Krank. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's just been an accu accumulative situation with, with mm -hmm. dating, just like losing faith in men. And I'd hate to say that, like, I'm, I don't hate men. I've just lost the trust in a lot of them because I just meet some dudes, man. They're just fucking me over. And it's so exhausting. It's like, Dude, just be honest with me. It's fine. I've been through way worse shit that is nothing related to dating. I can handle a no. It's mm -hmm. okay, you know? But uh, again, they just don't want to make themselves uncomfortable. So in so the book... ghosting is like the main thing or... Yeah, ghosting as well. Yeah, the love bombing and the ghosting. What's love bombing? Oh, babes, you're out of the loop I altogether. Really, I have love, <laughs> very much... You got to read this book. Um, <laughs> love bombing is when someone who you've just met showers you with affection, with gifts, with just compliments. They're just over the top too soon. Uh-huh. Um, like this toxic boyfriend that I had when I first moved here, you know, he was already telling me he loved me after three weeks, told mm. me we're best friends. And I was like, dude, chill out, right? So... That's love bombing. And then um, they tend to disappear sometimes as well. So they leave you high and dry. So yes. you've, you've caught the feelings because they've made you feel that way. And then they run away. And often people do that for their own insecurities. They want to feel the um, 
the the love from you. They they want to feel it back mm-hmm. because they're insecure. So then poof, they just like disappear and that, the ghosting comes with that. Yeah. Uh, and that's just the worst. So, it is really, uh, yeah, I've experienced that as and, well. But that's hard for me now because I really don't believe a guy anymore mm. when he says I really I like you and all this, this. today like earlier I, I was like because I ex- I recently experienced that with another person and the whole time they're telling me that type of shit I'm like I was li- crazy I was literally thinking about this this morning I was like I just will never believe a guy <laughs> <laughs> they tell me that type of stuff. You and me both, babe. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're just together. Because, I mean, and it's like, you can't. Because especially like, oh, I love you. Like, those things definitely do Chill. take times yeah. um, and stuff. And of course, I mean, I think I think people feel something. But to those extents, I think a lot of people do fantasize these like magnificent, you know, relationships that you see on TV or whatnot. So when... You get, and I'm also talking from the guy, both perspectives, because I've been in both places. Um, when you get the opportunity, you just want to feel that thing, no matter if you're genuine about it or if it's very like temporary or whatnot. So then also it's like once that wears off, you're left in both places, you're left high and dry over, oh shit. What did I just do or what just happened to me? And that can leave, especially if you're the person on the receiving side of the love bombing, can make you feel like, what did I do? You know, like this person just showed me like like all this love, all that type of stuff, only to now leave me high and dry a lot of times without ever explaining why they just left you high and dry. Because sometimes they might not even know why they've done it exactly. either, right? They're just Exactly. So you're just left in this confusing thing. And the worst, you know, the worst time this ever happens is whenever you are on your healing journey and you've made yeah. it right almost to the finish line. Almost to the finish line where you have finally feel like you have found yourself. <laughs> That's where they always come. They always come right. You're so right. Yeah, that, that has happened to me as well because just recently, in the last month, I had a guy, met him on Bumble, uh, downloaded Bumble again. I was like, one more shot, lads, one more shot. Met a lad, 36 years old, and I thought, okay, a fair age. And he said online that he was looking for a relationship. So we met, now, like from the get-go, I knew that he was love-bombing me. I was aware. But I was like, okay, meet up with him, it was fine. I, I enjoyed the time with him. And it was only in our second or third date that I was like, oh, actually, I do think I like him. Maybe I will give him a shot. And that's when he fucking ghosted me, having love bombed me. (laughs) And I was like, I cried only because of the situation. Not him, but because I was like, really? Again? And a 36-year-old? And he couldn't just communicate it. And so I had to go text him and being like, I guess we're not meaty again, are we? And he was like, hey, lady. He was like, no, I'm just just not ready. And I was like, no problem at all. Uh Why didn't you just tell me? His answer was, and this was on a Saturday, he said, I didn't have the time. <laughs> I was like, you're a piece of shit. Like, how dare you? You're such a prick. You know, and I got upset over that. I was like, I am just being disposed of once again. Yeah. Like, we are all, be- I-, I cried for society. I mean, because we're, <laughs> at the end, they were human, you know, and this shit hurts, you know, like, like you, you do give your heart out there and you're trying to learn and like, it's like, it feels like every time you fall down, you get back up, you mm-hmm. only, fall, only yeah. fall harder the next time and stuff like that. And it's, it's very frustrating. Yeah. Very, very frustrating. And that's why I have no more faith in dating. I really yeah. don't because I, I'm 34 now. You know what well, I mean? Well, I've always heard that it always happens whenever you least expect it to. 
I mean, I've been off looking for love for months after I got yeah. my heart broken last summer. I didn't go near a man for over six months and I was done and I was happy and everything was great. And like I'm back on the bloody dating circuit again, you know, it's like <laughs> that person should have come in those six months when I wasn't <laughs> expecting anything, you know? Yes. Yeah. How about for you, a person who's actually in a relationship, how is dating in Berlin like as a, like as a couple? Um, not like this. <laughs> our relationship is not open, so. obviously. But like, it's just like, how do you keep the 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 fire going? Oh, like how? See, this is such an American concept to like, like we're in a relationship, so we're like we're going on dates and stuff, which is actually we should do more of. Because I think yeah, date night like it's a super. Not that we don't have that in Germany, but we don't really articulate it the mm-hmm. same. Like we don't put date night on the calendar necessarily. But we should like mm-hmm. speaking of good books, I wanted to mention obviously your book we'll put in the show notes, but also two books about relationships and love that have really changed my mind on so many things are the um, Esther Perel books. Oh, I love her so much. Mating in Captivity. Mm-hmm. And um, the other one is about. Attached? Uh, no, it's about infidelity. I think it's called Esther Perel as well. Yeah, yeah, I know what I've read. Uh, State of Affairs. State of Affairs. Mm-hmm. Both books are excellent. She's fantastic. And very, they're, they're not black and white. They talk about things like open relationships and infidelity and all these things in terms that are, hey, let's look at this from, from a neutral perspective and let's actually look at it kind of scientifically. So those books have helped me a lot. Um, but in terms of how it's going, I mean, my life is... <laughs> very boring it results around work (laughs) and then making so like i we have a thing where i don't work on sundays and that's kind of our day um do you work on saturdays you say i like to work see like my work is like like i also like he's a definition of he does what he loves Oh, that's right. Great. Like, I, I don't work for like, <laughs> like when I say I work, it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm clocking in and clocking out. Like I work on productive things that mm-hmm. I want to work on. So, but I do have to, like boundaries are a huge thing that Esther Perel talks about. Mm-hmm. And one boundary that I was bad at uh, accepting that other people or other people have been bad at enforcing are like, you know, a relationship needs time and there should be times where there's no work. And I try to not work most evenings and then also Sundays. But yeah, in terms of like date nights and stuff, like I think Berlin really, there's so much you can and should do as a couple. We mostly just take walks and sit on the couch. But that's also but fine. That's, that's, I mean, that's also that's, nice. That's, it's very, yeah, really, really it's simple. Simple. It works for you guys. It works for you guys. You don't have to go like parachuting, you yeah. know, this kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. I also <laughs> bought something off, off uh, Instagram which honestly, Instagram <laughs> is a different topic, but I kind of wish, like Instagram has become a shopping mall where it's just ad after ad, but mm-hmm. the ads are so good because they They're know what you like. Mm-hmm. And kind like I, I've, been, I, I've been tapping on some sweater ads lately and now I'm getting all these ads for sweaters that look really great. And I kind of almost want to be able to put into like, hey, I'm looking for something like this. Just give me all the ads. Like anyway, I, I bought a book uh, for my girlfriend for Christmas that's like a thing where it has like these challenges that you're supposed to do as oh, a couple I've seen that on and Instagram you have to like well. scribble and then it says like it gives you some like information like it, it's going to take three hours and it's outside so don't do it if it's freezing and it's going to cost you around 10 bucks but it doesn't have any more information and then you 
scribble it off and then you have to do it. Is the advert of like a sexy couple f- covered in paint? I don't remember. No. It could be. They have two, They have like two or three different ones. They have like a sexy version, a regular version, and a kids-friendly version or something. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a random question for you. Actually, both of you guys. What's your idea of like the perfect date? Hmm. I mean, I've had many perfect dates in the fact that um, you go, you meet up with someone just for beers. Let's not do this whole dinner thing. That's weird, right? In my opinion. Summertime dates with a spady beer, having a laugh getting to know each other and yeah, that's kind of it. I'm pretty simple like that. You know, I I mean, I'm more about just getting to know the person and their intentions. I agree that it's a bad idea to sit down somewhere where you're kind of stuck. And I would even, I think taking a walk or going to Spiti is great. And you could even do something more and like do an activity together, like go boulder or do like, do something where even if you end up not liking each other that much, you're still having a good time because you're still doing whatever you wanted to do. So my trick on a first date, because I treat the first date like a job interview, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> now, I don't sit down and ask them a load of questions, nothing like that. But it's like the screening interview, you know, I, because I have met dudes where they don't appear as funny um, in person as they were showing me online. You know, so I'm sick of that now. So I usually say, oh, I'll meet you after work. I have like an hour. Mm -hmm. But then if I start to enjoy the date, I just forget the the whole hour thing. I don't excuse myself. Mm. It carries on, you know. And then the second date, like your second day at work is, you know, where you start to learn a bit more and you get to know the person, things like that. So I like to keep it sweet and simple at the start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, setting a hard time limit, I think is great Mm -hmm. advice, not just for dates but like in general mm-hmm. saying like hey i'm sorry just so you know i'm i have a hard limit at this time you can always let it go later but that way you always have an easy out you can always say like really sorry but gotta go now yeah because even if you go bouldering you're still stuck with them if they're strange you know you right. have to remember there are very strange people out there and people that don't talk that much and then the worst kind of dates that i'm on is when i'm a motor mouth and i just don't stop talking because they're just not talking i've mm-hmm. given them the chance i've asked them the questions they're just like one word answers. And I'm like, no, this is me. Now I have to carry this on to mm-hmm. make this interesting for the two of us for the next hour. So yeah, my screening dates. How do best. you how do you say goodbye after a date where both of you clearly know like there's not gonna be another date? Do you say like that was it bye? Or do you say like, hey, yeah, I'll write you? Like oh. um it depends really, actually, but I've I've had it. I mean, if I know that I want to see someone again, I'll say we should meet again and we say bye casually because I don't usually tend to kiss on the first date either. It's not part of my screening routine. And <laughs> but um, you would know that someone. What if well, they lean in? They rarely do. No, to be fair, no, I, I've never had that issue of, of guys uh, coming in for one. But um, what did I want to say? Yeah, if you both left, it's like, OK, bye. That to me is like, okay, we're done, right? But <laughs> No hug, nothing. Well, no, sure, you can hug and be like, okay, yeah. bye. <laughs> okay, but bye. But if I want to see them again, because only like a couple of months ago, I, I went on a date with a nice guy and I liked him. But the problem is I told him about my book and I think I scared him off because we got on really well until then. Uh, People until are going to start him. Googling you now. <laughs> I, that's why that's not my real name. Lulu is not my real name, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but... Yeah, I really liked him and like he was into me when I told him about the book. We high-fived. He was like, that's so cool that you did that. I always wanted to write a book. So in my head, I was like, okay, cool. We can like bond on this. And so I texted him the next day being like, uh, it was really nice meeting you. Let's uh, let's catch up before you go on holidays next week. And he's like, sorry, I don't have any time. And I was like, oh, fuck. We got on like really well, unless I just was totally um, 
totally confused by the whole thing, but I think it was actually the book that turned him off. Yeah. So don't tell anyone about my book anymore. Except here. Except everyone. That, yeah, but like, you don't know, like, your listeners. Yeah, you're not putting, we're actually stuff. putting a filter on. It's not her real voice. like this, actually. Yeah, I was going to say the really deep one. <laughs> so what would you tell your younger self who just came to Berlin? That's really interesting because I actually saw a photo of myself when I was five years old the other day and I thought to myself, what would I say to me now if if I met me at five? So what would I say to myself eight years ago? I would tell myself, Lulu, chill the fuck out and just enjoy Berlin for what it is. Enjoy your life for what it is. Don't be putting pressure on dates. Don't be putting pressure on yourself to find someone. Life's full of adventures. The city is so adventurous. I have made incredible friends from online dating. I even had a guy come and install my kitchen for free one time. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> he wouldn't take any payment. I was like, no, I insist. And he was like, no, no, it's fine. I was like, all right, whatever. So um, just to enjoy yourself. It's grand. Like, don't be putting societal expectations on you to get the man, the mortgage and the baby. Because in the end, I actually only want one of those three things. I don't want a baby and don't want a mortgage, you know? Mm. But like, enjoy the ride. It's fine. Just have a laugh. Yeah. And uh, focus on your German. <laughs> <laughs> that is very, very important. That's something I've tried to say to myself too. I could consider myself one of those like hopeless romantics. And the one thing I like always tell myself now is like, let go, relax, you know? A lot of times I think we put so much emphasis on this that you you lose the joy of everything else around you because you're so pigeonholed in this mm-hmm. one thing that now this one thing fucks up your entire experience here when it's such a small little thing compared to everything else that you have. But if you think about it in life in general, like it's a big thing to find the one. It's a big thing. Like like romantic love is a huge part of our lives. It's it's we're made to feel that. As children, we watch fairy tales. When you grow up, you watch the chick flicks. Um, everything does revolve around finding love. But like I have so much love for my friends, for my family, exactly. for my cat. Yeah. You know, like it's not always about finding one person to keep you happy for, you know, the rest of your life or for however long. So just enjoy the ride. Like, life is so short anyway, you know? You don't know when the lights are going to go out. So just keep smiling, keep drinking your beers, and um, just just enjoy yourself, you know? Mm-hmm.